the source of the speeches I use here on the Choice Voice podcast comes from a list of the top 100 speeches as compiled by researchers at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and Texas A&M University, among other places. It reflects the opinions of more than 100 leading scholars of public address. My choice of speeches should not be construed to reflect or promote any point of view. They are simply considered great speeches. Of course, the reason you listen to a choice voice varies from an interest in the subject matter and what you might do with it to a general appreciation of a great voice ready to read your commercials, audiobooks, or other voice acting projects, you can ask for more information in the A Choice Voice subreddit on, you guessed it, Reddit. And that, of course, is linked in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. In addressing you on June 8th, 1934, I summarized the main objectives of our American program. Among these was and is the security of the men, women, and children of the nation against certain hazards and vicissitudes of life. This purpose is an essential part of our task. In my annual message to you, I promised to submit a definite program of action. This I do in the form of a report to me by a committee on economic security appointed by me for the purpose of surveying the field and of recommending the basis of legislation. I am gratified with the work of this committee and of those who have helped it. The Technical Board of Economic Security, drawn from various departments of the government, the Advisory Council on Economic Security, consisting of informed and public-spirited private citizens, and a number of other advisory groups, including a committee on actuarial consultants, a medical advisory board, a dental advisory committee, a hospital advisory committee, a public health advisory committee, a child welfare committee, and an advisory committee on employment relief. All of those who participated in this notable task of planning this major legislative proposal are ready and willing at any time to consult with and assist in any way the appropriate congressional committees and members with respect to detailed aspects. It is my best judgment that this legislation should be brought forward with a minimum of delay. Federal action is necessary to and conditioned upon the actions of states. Forty-four legislators are meeting, or will meet soon, in order that the necessary state action may be taken promptly It is important that the federal government proceed speedily. The detailed report of the committee sets forth a series of proposals that will appeal to the sound sense of the American people. It has not attempted the impossible, nor has it failed to exercise sound caution and consideration of all of the factors concerned. The national credit, the rights and responsibilities of states, the capacity of industry to assume financial responsibilities, and the fundamental necessity of proceeding in a manner that will merit the enthusiastic support of citizens of all sorts. It is overwhelmingly important to avoid any danger of permanently discrediting the sound and necessary policy of federal legislation for economic security by attempting to apply it on too ambitious a scale before actual experience has provided guidance 
for the permanently safe direction of such efforts. The place of such a fundamental in our future civilization is too precious to be jeopardized now by extravagant action. It is a sound idea, a sound ideal. Most of the other advanced countries of the world have already adopted it, and their experience affords the knowledge that social insurance can be made a sound and workable project. Three principles should be observed in legislation on this subject. In the first place, the system adopted, except for the money necessary to initiate it, should be self-sustaining in the sense that funds for the payment of insurance benefits should not come from the proceeds of general taxation. Second, excepting in old age insurance, actual management should be left to the states, subject to standards established by the federal government. Third, sound financial management of the funds and the reserves and protection of the credit structure of the nation should be assured by retaining federal control over all funds through trustees in the Treasury of the United States. At this time, I recommend the following types of legislation looking to economic security. First, unemployment compensation. Second, old age benefits, including compulsory and voluntary annuities. Third, federal aid to dependent children through grants to states for the support of existing mothers' pension systems and for services for the protection and care of homeless, neglected, dependent, and crippled children. Fourth, additional federal aid to state and local public health agencies and the strengthening of the Federal Public Health Service. I am not at this time recommending the adoption of so-called health insurance, although groups representing the medical profession are cooperating with the federal government in the further study of the subject, and definite progress is being made. With respect to unemployment compensation, I have concluded that the most practical proposal is the levy of a uniform federal payroll tax, 90% of which should be allowed as an offset to employers contributing under a compulsory state Unemployment Compensation Act. The purpose of this is to afford a requirement of a reasonably uniform character for all states cooperating with the federal government and to promote and encourage the passage of unemployment compensation laws in the states. The 10% not thus offset should be used to cover the costs of federal and state administration of this broad system. Thus, states will largely administer unemployment compensation assisted and guided by the federal government. An unemployment compensation system should be constructed in such a way as to afford every practicable aid and incentive toward the larger purpose of employment stabilization. This can be helped by the intelligent planning of both public and private employment. It can also be helped by correlating the system with public employment so that a person who has exhausted his benefits may be eligible for some form of public work as is recommended in this report. Moreover, in order to encourage the stabilization of private employment, federal legislation should not foreclose the states from establishing means for inducing industries to afford an even greater stabilization of employment. 
In the important field of security for our old people, it seems necessary to adopt three principles. First, non-contributory old age pensions for those who are now too old to build up their own insurance. It is, of course, clear that for perhaps 30 years to come, funds will have to be provided by the states and the federal government to meet these pensions. Second, compulsory contributory annuities, which in time will establish a self-supporting system for those now young and for future generations. Third, voluntary contributory annuities by which individual initiative can increase the annual amounts received in old age. It is proposed that the federal government assume one half of the cost of the old age pension plan, which ought ultimately to be supported by self-supporting annuity plans. The amount necessary at this time for the initiation of unemployment compensation, old age security, children's aid, and the promotion of public health, as outlined in the report of the Committee on Economic Security, is approximately $100 million. The establishment of sound means toward a greater future economic security of the American people is dictated by a prudent consideration of the hazards involved in our national life. No one can guarantee this country against the dangers of future depressions, but we can reduce these dangers. We can eliminate many of the factors that cause economic depressions, and we can provide the means of mitigating their results. This plan for economic security is at once a measure of prevention and a method of alleviation. We pay now for the dreadful consequence of economic insecurity, and dearly, this plan presents a more equitable and infinitely less expensive means of meeting these costs. We cannot afford to neglect the plain duty before us. I strongly recommend action to attain the objectives sought in this report. Next week's episode is a speech made by former King of England Charles I immediately before his execution. Yuck. They did that back then. That will be both fun and enlightening. So join us. This podcast and our other podcast are productions of Little Red Hen Industries. The supporting cast who helps me bake the bread includes... Techno King, John C. Brandy, Alter Ego, Doubting Thomas, Fact Checker, A Small Brown Beef Animal, Seriously, Tiny. Facts are important but are also easy. Social Manager, Abraham Lincoln, Media Expert, Augustus Caesar. Psychologist, William James, Sound Designer, Adobe's Creative Suite, Spanish Consultant, Cameron J.K. Brandy. French consultant, Leah, the do-your-own-research lady, videographer, Eto Monkoshki, audio props, Les Paul. Inspiration, many podcasts and other sources and of course Napoleon Hill. We also have websites, and you can subscribe to both podcasts. You can even send us a video, audio, or text message, but of course you'll have to head to the show notes, either on your phone or on the web, to get the links and stuff. And all those clickable links are in the show notes. And before we forget, the artificial intelligence or AI voices that you hear in our work are offered up by Google, Amazon Polly, and OpenAI like we say in the show notes. They don't sponsor us yet but we love what they do and we just love what AI can do when lovingly crafted. Finally, you can find us on ProtMatch.com, Matchmaker.fm, 
Podbooker and podcast guests where we consider guests and consider guesting on other people's shows. And really finally, the music for our pods comes from Cute by Bensound and from Piano Background by Nick Simon Adams, as well as from AI MuseNet. The sound effect credits go to Jackson Academy Ashmore, Canusi G, Dr. Jekyll, Joe Payne, Everything Sounds, MK Play More Stories, ERH, Sand Emotions, Big Pickle 51, and Just Kidding. Yes, that's his or her name. All on freesound.org. Also, languages are the bomb. Paul.